Alright, welcome to this episode of News Buzz. Uh, today we're going to just look at a few headlines. Let's talk about euthanasia. Another pleasant topic that Chris gets to talk about. Alright, um, if Canada apparently is the groundbreaking country in so many ways these days, uh, <clears throat> one of the ways is they decided that it's okay for uh, everyone to just kill themselves if they feel like their life is miserable and uh they now the the second or first leading cause of death one of the two in uh canada is actually you just getting your doctor to kill you um sounds insane but that's actually real and then this year or last end of last year uh, they proposed why not if kids could do that too uh, without their parents' permission, and the Canadians were like, yeah, that's cool. And so at the beginning of this year, that became law in Canada. So now if you're like a kid and you want to kill yourself, you just have to go to the doctor and say, I'm depressed, and the doctor can kill you. So, and they sell it to you. It's not like they like try and say, no, don't kill yourself, Johnny. They actually, like, there's some, RT did this great documentary about this because it's like basically the only news source that could possibly fund a documentary about this. But uh, they talked to guys who were like had cancer and the Canadian state like drug its feet in treating the cancer. Um, but at the same time, they kept calling him and asking him, are you sure you don't want to kill yourself? And they say it in a cute way. They're like, are you sure you don't want to accept the opportunity of a Made, they call it made as medical assistance in dying. They're like, Would you like the opportunity for made? Like, it's a great opportunity. Like, oh, would you like this job yeah. opportunity for life to go have? And I know this personally is happening because my one of my relatives was killed this way. Uh, and he had he didn't he had recently recovered from cancer, he was like doing well. Uh, and he just they convinced him last year to, to kill himself though. I mean, a lot of my relatives here in the, in the U.S. were very ups, upset about that. Um, and, but, you know, the propaganda around him killing himself was so great that he was apparently very happy and excited to go do it. And uh, his wife was, like, supportive of it because they have this whole team of psychologists to, like, convince you that this is the way you should do Like, this is a great step in your future is to go kill yourself. And uh, so I personally saw how this happened psychologically around family members, and uh, it's very terrible. Uh, it's 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 total psychological abuse. It's just like an abuser, like getting convincing anyone to do anything. This is just a crazy policy. Um, and you know, nobody likes suffering, so it's like I mean, you shouldn't people shouldn't suffer? But this is way beyond that. This is people who are walking in perfectly healthy and cognizant and aware of everything. This is these aren't people who are just like, you know, a potato or a vegetable or whatever on a bed for six months and then it's ne they're never gonna recover. This is not that. This these are people who are uh you know, this is insane. Anyway, Netherlands thought I guess looked at Canada and was like, hey, let us in on this action. So now Netherlands uh, legalize euthanasia for kids. So below 12, actually. I don't think in Canada it's below 12. I think it's just teenagers in Canada. But so my term of kids is loosely being used. Uh, it's uh, But it's for 
adolescents in Canada who have believed themselves to be mentally ill, they can request it without their parents' permission. And now in <laughs> Netherlands, if you have a, a between the ages of one and 12, the government says, they, I don't know, I, don't, I didn't see what the deal with the parental permission is, but it sounds like if you got a, like a five-year-old who you think would be better off dead, you can somehow get them killed by the state. That's what it sounds like to me. I mean, because these yeah. doctors are eager to kill kids, as far as I can see. Like, they have not a lot. As long as you can make it sound like the kid, I don't know, has some terrible food allergy or something. That's what it sounds like. If you make it sound like they're... I mean, because the in Canada, they had a clothing commercial. There's some sick company in Canada that sells clothing for you to wear when they kill you. So it's like they have a whole line of clothing that's supposed to be like the last clothes you'll ever wear. It's so beautiful. You go die in this beautiful clothing. So it's like a fashion company for you, for you, you to be killed in. And it's a whole new thing. It's supposed to be great. So they have this whole commercial. It's a beautiful commercial with this like wonderful woman dressed up and sitting on the beach or whatever. So it turns out, and that that lady actually is killed. So she's like she's an actress in their commercial, and then she's also killed by the state. Uh, you know, after that commercial was filmed, and then they use her, her, her whatever her the commercial to sell the clothing for more people to buy clothing for them to be killed in and it, it's i can't even believe this is happening like that rational people have figured out a way to make this seem cool uh but it, it's happening anyway that lady in that commercial her deal was she had an allergy to like dust that was the reason and she couldn't find a living she couldn't afford to find housing that didn't have this thing that she was allergic to this dust so she was having to sneeze all the time and that's why she killed herself. So it's like, that is insane to me, but that's where we are now. Not too many people. Yeah. Please there was actually any. Kill yourself. Yeah. And the state supports you in it. And they tell you it's exactly. great and it's an opportunity for you. And now the there Netherlands actually... is doing it for kids. So if your kid got a peanut allergy, he might have a terrible life. So I don't know. Uh, Someone needs to come rescue the West at some point. There's got to be an intervention, a humanitarian intervention. Yeah. I mean, nobody can save the West uh, unless people actually wake up to all the scams they are being sold in. Uh, yeah, it's just crazy. Iran's calling. There was actually. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, there was there was an Iranian expat living in Canada who became homeless and he wanted to apply for that made or medically assisted uh, uh, suicide in Canada. And then there were I saw the I saw there was like a GoFundMe project and people actually knew him. Like I knew people who actually knew him and they raised funds to uh find somewhere find a shelter for him until he because he was also i mean he had some diseases and uh which made it very difficult for him to work i think and uh fortunately he was saved and um he was very grateful to all those iranians and non-iranians who helped him uh reverse that decision but 
but that's that's kind of the solution to homelessness too like if you can't afford if you can't find a home okay come and we just kill you and your problem is solved that's the yeah i mean it, it's kind of brilliant when you think of it because the west has obviously especially like i don't know how long that's going to be till it comes to america but america would definitely benefit i mean the american system the way it's set up would definitely benefit from having open euthanasia because like at least in canada you can get some public assistance or whatever i mean here you can't at all so there's some logic to just letting people kill themselves because the system doesn't work right. so um yeah i mean it's better i mean i guess if you it's easy to buy a gun i guess that you can do it yourself but like it's a uh, yeah, it, but it's pretty sick when you have medical professionals who are supposed to be about protecting human life, killing That's kids. True. They're killing kids now in in the Netherlands. Like, and then people are like, "Yeah, we're so progressive and life is great." I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the difference is, honestly, in funding Israelis to kill kids in Gaza or killing your true. own kids. I don't know, but it just seems like. We reached a point in the moral Olympics uh, where, yeah, there's got to be some gold medals awarded soon because uh, the uh, true. ability to jump over these moral hur hurdles is pretty insane. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Because we want to, like, to just wrap it up, this to wrap this episode up, let's... Uh, just uh, do with one piece of good news too, and that's the prisoner swap between Saudi Arabia and Yemen after uh, there was rapprochement between Saudi Arabia and uh, Iran and other countries in the region. The two countries decided to swap prisoners and uh, decided to finish the war, which has killed and made a lot of Yemenis uh, homeless and uh, sinking into poverty. But that's the that's the good news to uh, end this episode with. Yeah, well, I hope it's uh, genuine. You know, I mean, this is the thing. Like that whole rapprochement in rapprochement in between a number of countries happened like the last couple of weeks, and it seems so fast. But I think at the same time, it may have been bottled up for a while, and like the only way to achieve that end was to have it where everyone did it at once, where it happened all within them. So it was like a blitzkrieg against the U.S. war machine because the U.S. foreign policy, if it smells those things happening, it has a way of going in and stopping them. And so if you just do all that, all that activity at once between Russia and Iran and China and Egypt was even involved. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. And then you saw the, the weak attempts, like the U.S. saying, oh, Egypt's trying to sell rockets. I mean, that was all a way of, like, getting back at Egypt, saying it wanted to increase ties with Iran. And, like, they were just these yeah. pathetic U.S. because they weren't prepared. So it might have been the, it was a real coup against the U.S. war machine. And I hope that's what it was. It seems like that's what it was. And I think if you, if you examine some of the recent history in the region, you could come to the conclusion that there's been this desire to have this rapprochement for a while. Uh, and it's yeah. just been constantly rebuked with crazy things that have come in the way, uh, like the Khashoggi and, and the, yeah. these kind of things, which just like kept Saudi Arabia in check. So. 
actually, uh, when when the U.S. assassinated General Soleimani, uh, he was on a diplomatic mission in exactly. Iraq to re- to start resuming relations with so between Iran and Saudi Arabia, and that's that's probably the I mean definitely one reason the U.S. Uh, wanted to assassinate. What him. year did that happen? 2020, 20. I think it was yeah. January 2020. Yeah. So like two so, years before that is when the Khashoggi thing happened. And uh, my theory on that is that I think Saudi Arabia killed Khashoggi, but I think a lot of the gory details of that killing, uh, we have no evidence for. So it's very likely that it was it was elaborated to, to put pressure on, to, they made a, a more gruesome story out of an already gruesome crime. So that MBS couldn't say, oh, I'm, I, I didn't do that part. Like he couldn't go back. He couldn't say I'm innocent because he's not innocent. But the U.S. Co- concocted up a more insane story about chopping people up and things like that. So that it, they could go back to MBS and they could say, look, MBS, we have control of this machine. We can make you into a Gaddafi. We can, we can get the world to hate you and then we can kill you and nobody will care. And so that to me seems like they've been putting pressure on Saudi Arabia for a while. And MBS's natural reaction to that was that hotel coup or that hotel hostage situation that he had where he cleaned house of his, uh, of people who were not loyal to him. Um, that would have been a natural reaction to this kind of crazy media campaign against him. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, I think he's definitely, uh, a violent thug, but I think the West are far more violent thugs and they can put the pinch on people whenever they want. And this whole rapprochement, I mean, like they murdered Soleimani openly in another country. And this basically the whole world was like, meh. So that's how much the thugs in the West are because everyone can't do anything. Everyone's afraid of them. And, uh, you know, luckily uh, Iran was able to to bite back with that uh, bombing of the of the Marines there. And I'm sure there was multiple hundreds of Americans who were killed or wounded in that. It was just covered up. But, uh, but that, you know, that shows you that these, there are these mafia members where it just like, so that's, this is what I'm saying, this whole rapprochement happening very quickly at once and seem, seeming like a shock and awe campaign of peace makes sense if you're in a you're all you have these gangsters all lined up against you uh you can't do it gradually because they'll they'll push you back down but if you do it all at once what can they do what can the u.s be like no y'all should be fighting again i don't know yeah hopefully we will see some practical impact from that i mean so far it sounds it's going to be very beneficial to the region but we have to wait until we can make a final judgment on where this, all these refreshments are going to. Okay, so thank you for listening to another episode of Twice Told Tales podcast and the News Buzz series. Don't forget to share this video, to subscribe to our channel, and activate the notifications. See you soon in the next episodes. All right.